The AFC North race is on, and the Bengals are in a three-way tie for first place. As they head to M&T Bank Stadium to play the Ravens, let's talk about it. What it do is the 513 with your boy J.E. on the Wincinnati Podcast. Welcome back. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. Of course, the Bengals got to celebrate Victory Friday, Victory Saturday, Victory Sunday, and now today, Victory Monday, as I sit here today talking about uh, this past week, the AFC North race, and the keys, I think, to beating the Baltimore Ravens on the road at, you know, on the road at the bank in Baltimore, Maryland. So um, it was a really good week. It was a really good weekend, man. Um, despite a lot of crazy things going on in the sport and uh, some some scary injuries this week, man, specifically from the Bengals and Dolphins games with, with Tua. I uh, don't want to go into the specifics and talk so much about that injury because it's been talked about not to exhaustion, I would say, but um it's just a really crazy topic man it's, it's it's very sad to see that happen to Tua and uh still thinking about Tua sending our thoughts and prayers there to him and hoping he gets better and um he makes a bounce back man once he gets healthy the biggest thing for Tua man is you know he looked great out there with the Dolphins I thought he looked extremely accurate but really man this is bigger than football and it's about him you know taking care of his well uh well-being and preserving life right so uh not to get too deep on it but just kind of wanted to say that about Tua because I know it's kind of something that you you do have to look at when you talk about this you know this past game um and as you all know the Bengals won this past this past week on Thursday and um they played the Dolphins and that that win put them to two and two Just think about it. The Bengals are a long snapper away from being three and one (laughs) and uh, having the lead in the division. So um, they're in a very interesting spot right now. The AFC North race is extremely tight. Uh, Most recently, we played the Dolphins. And um, when you look at the box score from that game and when you look at the game in general, the Bengals started out really hot. They got the ball to start. I think the Dolphins actually won the toss and deferred. And uh, it played right into the Bengals' hands, right? Last week, they got the ball against the Jets. They went down and scored. This week, they got the ball against the Dolphins. Boom, just like that. They went down the field and scored on the first drive. So uh, it was an extremely well-put-together, thought-out drive. Uh, the Bengals actually ended up having a total of 371 yards that game, 304 passing yards, 67 rushing yards. Not quite where we want to see it. At. Probably want to see it at that hundred mark, hundred yard mark. They averaged 5.9 yards per play. You want to see that number up. They had 16 first downs, were eight of 15 on third down, which is decent. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good third down efficiency. They didn't convert on fourth down. They had the one play. <laughs> Everyone's favorite play, the toss sweep. 
Um, and then they technically, I think, only allowed us one sack uh, in the game. It could have been two, but I, I think here in the box score, it's only counting one sack that they allowed. And uh, there was pressure from time to time uh, in the pocket, but I must say, given knowing what we knew about the Dolphins coming into this game and, and looking at what the Dolphins did to Josh Allen the previous week where they sent a lot of pressure at Josh Allen and really beat him up. Um, the offensive line did a lot better. Joe Burrow did a great job of getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, the Bengals did have an uncharacteristic six penalties for 74 yards. And um, you want to clean that up. One of the, one of the places on the pass interference on Cheeto, which, I think it was pretty, you know, it was a tic-tac foul on Cheeto, and it could have went either way. But nonetheless, that was the case. Uh, when you talk about the penalties that happened, and um, Bengals didn't have any turnover. So <laughs> so they protected the football, and once again, they won the time of possession. They had th- uh, time of possession at 31 minutes and 35 seconds. So um, the Bengals did good that game. They did great. They did exactly what they needed to do in this game. I know Tua got hurt, but in reality, I felt like even if Tua was in the game, the offense for the Dolphins, even if he was in the in the game, the offense for the Dolphins was really good, right? Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, those two in itself, on top of the scheme, the scheme that uh, Mike McDaniel runs with those guys, it's absolutely incredible, right? He does a lot of motions. He does a lot of trips, bunch formations, flooding zones, getting people wide open. I mean, he has an incredible uh, scheme that he runs for those guys, and it works very well. Tyreek Hill had a hell of a game. Um, he didn't embarrass Eli Apple. Eli Apple played a pretty good game. <laughs> uh, that He played a pretty good game against the Dolphins. And uh, it was good to see that, man. It was good to see the defense step up and play like the defense that we know who they are. Um, The Bengals' defense in that game was very impressive. Forced two turnovers um, that I can think of off the top of my head. I know Von Bell had two interceptions. Von Bell, man, to me, defensive player of the game and really player of the game for the Bengals, those two interceptions to me were super critical. They were game-changing, and in fact, the one at the end was the nail in the coffin because the Dolphins were driving. They were getting close to really being in the red zone and scoring territory, and um, a misfire by Teddy Bridgewater, but you still got to capitalize and catch the ball. And Von Bell did exactly that, man. It put the nail in the coffin. And that is why when you talk about this Bengals team, and you talk about what they did in the postseason last year and how they created those turnovers. That's why we think this team is so special, right? Because they not only have a really good offense with Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I didn't even talk about T. Higgins, but they not only have a really good offense with those with those folks. They have a great defense to go with it. And right now, as far as I'm concerned, the defense is outperforming the offense right now. The offense has a lot to work on, right? They did put up 27 points to get the, against the Dolphins, which is a, a really good defense. They held Josh Allen, I think, to 14 or 17 points last week. But nonetheless, man, the offense has a lot to work on. The defense is there to me. They have their identity. 
They they create turnovers. They're a veteran. They know where to be. They're always in the right spots. They tackle well. They just play like a completely veteran defense, which is why Daxton Hill hasn't made it onto the field. Uh, as much as I hate to hear that, but it's why he hasn't played a lot. It's why he hasn't really played much at all. Five snaps a game. He did play a little bit this game, and he trailed Tyreek Hill. And um, it's a good deterrent for quarterbacks not to throw Tyreek Hill to see him trailing, but nonetheless, I mean, what do you do, right? So um, the defense is there. As far as the offense, they have a little bit more work to do as far as maybe finding some more explosive plays that were there. I think Joe Burrow played a clean game, but he did miss some opportunities to really strike the Dolphins. They did have a lull there in the middle of the game. It felt like to where they couldn't get anything right. And um, they got to figure out a way to get Jamar Chase the ball. I feel like even if he is going to be double covered, he was double covered or clouded most of the game. But I feel like Jamar Chase is a game breaker. Right, if you can get the ball in this guy's hands, just give him the ball, man. Just get him the ball and let him make plays. He will pay you in really good dividends. <laughs> it will pay you really good dividends, seriously. Just get the ball in his hands. Now, on the other end, they doubled Jamar Chase. They clouded Jamar Chase. They doubled Tyler Boyd from majority of the game as well, two in the slot. Which left our man T. Higgins, the guy we've been fighting about all year, all summer, saying, hey, this guy is a top 10, top 15 receiver. Uh, we battled for this guy the whole summer, telling people this. And T. Higgins was matched up against none other, Xavier Howard. A corner recognized across the league as one of the best corners in the NFL. I wouldn't say the best, but one of the best corners in the NFL. Xavier Howard is recognized as one of those folks. T. Higgins absolutely took this dude's lunch money. All right, he was cooking Xavier Howard. And I know Xavier Howard was banged up, but so was T. Higgins. He had an ankle injury, and he battled through it. He hurt his ankle early in the game. T. Higgins cooked him. And it was really good to see that from T. Because T. balling out like that, we think about Jamar Chase getting double covered, but T. Higgins balling like that is going to open up the game for Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. People aren't going to be able to double-team Jamar Chase and T-Boyd every snap. You got all three of these receivers to worry about. You need to play a complete defense because if you take, you know, if you focus on one guy, the other guy is going to beat you. So I think that game from T. Higgins really helps the team. It helps Jamar Chase. It helps Tyler Boyd. It also helps Joe, Joe Burrow. And um, I'm hoping that that performance from T. Higgins will open up the entire offense. Because, look, the one thing about Joe Burrow is he is going to take what the defense is giving him. And he even said, hey, look, when they first came out, they were kind of confusing me. Even though the first drive was, like, immaculate, no resistance, <laughs> they drove down the field and scored right away. And between those – and between those that after that drive – they did hit a lull, like I said, in the middle of the game where they really couldn't put up many points, and they hit that fade to T. Higgins, and then, you know, it was whatever the score was at that point. But the T. Higgins game blowing up like this is going to allow them to open up the offense and not be – maybe teams will be hesitant to double-team one guy or the other, or maybe they double-team T. 
I don't know. So I think we'll see how it goes. I think this is, you know, they're finding their groove. This is exactly where you want to be as an offense when you're talking about an offense that was behind, not where they needed to be, not executing, not being able to beat cover two, not being able to pass protect, not being able to get the ball out of your hands fast enough. They did a lot of those things this past Thursday, and it was really good to see. So, again, Bengals versus Dolphins. Bengals get the dub, to me, convincingly. Uh, I I thought that the the Bengals kind of controlled the game. For the most part, they controlled the game. And uh, it was a breakout game for T. Higgins, and it was really cool to see the entire world witness how special T. Higgins was. As Bengals fans, we already know how special T. Higgins is. <laughs> we know who T. Higgins is. We know how special he is. And we know that, you know, there isn't really wide receiver two. It's 1A and 1B. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, very both special, uh, very two special talented receivers that we have the privilege of having here in Cincinnati. So the AFC North. It's extremely tight right now. Two, two and two. The Browns, the Ravens, Bengals, all tied for first place at two and two. Steelers, I think, are one and three at the bottom of the division in fourth place. And uh, quite frankly, look, the Steelers play the Bills next week. The Browns play the Chargers next week. So I'm I'm expecting both of those teams to lose. I really am. I mean, I could be wrong. The NFL has showed us time and time again that any given Sunday and any team can lose. So I might be saying that right now, but you might go into those games and see both of those teams win. But I doubt it. Um, sorry about that. I doubt it. Um, so the Bengals and, and the Ravens find themselves in a matchup in week four for the lead in the division. And this game is important. It may not be as important as people might make it seem, but it is important. And for the Bengals, a team that lost their first division game, and this is their second division game, on the road at that, they need to get this win for the division. They need to get this win to have an advantage on Baltimore to go into first place. Now, Baltimore's schedule may not be that tough down the stretch, but really every single win counts. And if you can go into Baltimore in the bank and steal this one here, it can really set you up really well as far as momentum going into the next game. Because I, I think they play Baltimore, and then I think they play the Saints. Then I think they play the Falcons. Then I think... They may play the Browns after that, and then bye week, and then Steelers. So I don't, I don't know for sure. I'm spitballing off the top of my head, but I think that's how the schedule falls for the Bengals. And um, this win right here, you know, if they get, if they can get the win at the bank against the Ravens, will help them big time, tremendously, set them up for success this season, and, and really just kind of for a season that started zero and two and seemed like everything was lost and the world was crashing around us. They have really turned it around, and they are right here in the race for the AFC North. They are right here in the race, just like last season, (laughs) for the AFC North. 
and it is truly, truly impressive what this team has done. And I'm very excited for Sunday night because this team embraces playing in front of the bright lights, man. It's going to be an incredible game. It really is. And I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see our boys ball out. But what do they need to do to beat Baltimore at the bank on the road to Baltimore in a division game, battle for first place? What do the Bengals need to do to win? So I watched that game today or yesterday uh, with the Ravens versus the Bills. And as I'm watching this game, I'm thinking, man, the Bills seem absolutely, they seem soft, right, starting the game. In fact, the Bills played soft starting the game. They weren't ready. They got punched in the mouth. The Ravens were the more physical team. Um there was really little to no resistance from the Buffalo Bills in the first half of that game. I'd say at the end, like towards the end of the, the you know, the, the first half, the Buffalo Bills started to show some resistance, started to show some fight. But why were they not able to figure, why were they not able to stop this offense? Well, the two things, right? I'll, I'll say these two things right off the bat. The Ravens start fast as a team. They've been starting fast this entire season. They also always stay ahead of the sticks, man. When you watch the Ravens play, when they're having success and firing on all cylinders, first and second down, they're winning, third and two, third and three. They have the option to run the ball, do some you know play action rollout, some type of play like that, or some short, quick passing game. But, it, you know, third and two, those are, like, for Baltimore, they're going to convert that every time. They got Lamar Jackson. Unless you have an incredible quarterback spy player that is just going to absolutely shut Lamar down every time he scrambles, um, you really don't have a shot if you cannot keep the Ravens out of third and short, right? So if you're the Bengals, you know, coming into this game, right, you look at the box score from this previous game, and the box score doesn't tell everything. But let me tell you this. The Ravens have a hundred, they had 134 passing yards, 162 rushing yards, 22 first downs. They were six of 13 for on third downs. They're one or two on fourth downs. They ran 64 total plays. They did have nine penalties. They had two interceptions thrown in critical moments. They allowed two sacks, and they dominated time of possession. 38 minutes and 10 seconds to the Bills' 20 minutes. This is going to be a game where the Bengals have to win on first down, first and second down, right? First and second down. When I say win on first and second down for the Bengals, that means either force negative gains or one or two yard gains. Keep them in that third and five, third and six, third and seven, third and long range so they have to drop back and pass. Um, when you can get them to drop back and pass and make them a little bit more predictable, the receivers are not that talented without, you know, without Rashad Bateman, uh, who got banged up in the game. But they do have Mark Andrews, who's an extremely talented tight end. Tied in two in my book behind Travis Kelsey, but 
nonetheless a very talented tight end and uh, extremely good. Win first and second downs. Now when you go to third down and you do get them in third and long situations, show them some pressures. Show them some different looks. Last year, we we zero blitz Lamar Jackson like <laughs> every time on third down or did some zone dog blitzes, which is kind of like it looks like cover zero, but it's really a zone behind the blitz. But it's very it's the same blitz they're sending, but they're playing a zone behind it. Um, we got to keep Lamar guessing, keep him on his toes, contain him in the pocket. All those good things, man, because really this team, this Ravens team, they live and die by the offense. The defense started out playing very well versus the Bills. I was extremely shocked that they played very well. But really, at the end of the day, this Ravens defense is not good. They might be 31st in pass defense or 32nd in pass defense. And you look at the two big games they were in against the Dolphins and against the Bills, and it was a total collapse. They literally collapsed in the second half of both games. And the Ravens offense had an explosion in the first half, only to not score another point for the rest of the game after the first half. So although this Ravens team is extremely talented, Lamar Jackson is having an MVP-like season. Uh, Hell, I think Lamar Jackson is probably one of the most talented athletes in the National Football League, one of the most electric players in the National Football League with the ball in his hands. They are beatable. But you have to be disciplined. You have to make sure you keep them behind the sticks. You have to tackle well. You have to show different looks to Lamar Jackson and send some pressures. Um, And then on offense, just protect. They don't have a good pass rush. They're very poor tacklers, man. Just throw the ball out there to uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Let them break a couple tackles. Let's get the defense off their uh, on their heels because in that game on Sunday night, the Ravens are going to be playing with their hair on fire to start. The Bengals have to take their soul early, and when I say take their soul, I'm not you know I'm not saying like hurt people or anything like that. I'm saying the Bengals need to go down the field, get the ball to start, and score, and say, "Hey, look, I know you're excited about this game." But ain't ain't nothing changed. (laughs) We're still right here. We're the reigning AFC champs. And we ain't afraid of the bright lights. And we ain't afraid of the Ravens. And um, I think that's what what they need to do, man. Um, I'm very excited about this game. I know that, you know, this this game is the battle for first place in the AFC North. And I know it's early, so I'm not too excited about being in first place. But nonetheless, it's a battle for first place. And uh, the Browns and the Steelers have tough matchups this week. So any advantage you can get in the division is a great advantage. And if you're the Bengals right now, you got to be licking your chops to play Sunday night football in front of the entire world. You just played Thursday night football to play Sunday night football back to back in front of the entire world for the people to see when you just put on a performance against the Miami Dolphins. And you and you really a team that has a super explosive offense, you limited them 
in the first half with their starting quarterback, with all their weapons. You limited them. So I'm super excited for this game. Um, I, I cannot wait to see the Bengals play the Ravens. I hope you can't wait to see the Bengals play the Ravens. I hope you have a phenomenal week. I hope you crush it. And I hope you get ready for this coming Sunday. The Bengals are going to take down the Ravens at the bank. And I'll be there to see it. Who day to everybody out there listening. I appreciate you checking out the show. I hope that you have a phenomenal day. And we'll catch you next week. Who day? <laughs>